Erika and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. Holding tight to Welcome back, everyone, and once again, a happy 2021. Feels crazy to say that. Hope everyone out there had a safe and a healthy holiday season. We are here with another brand new edition of Interview Under Fire, right in the middle of season five. As usual, this is your host, Sonny, along with Simone Simons. What an honor. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today on IUF. This is an important yet exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at Epica with the release of your eighth studio album, Omega, which comes out February 26th on Nuclear Blast Records. You know, first off, Simone, I want to say congratulations on all of the well-deserved recognition it's been getting so far, especially with the singles Abyss of Time and Freedom, The Wolves Within that dropped. Before we get to all that, I'm going to ask a very important question to start the year off and start this interview off. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. How are you? (laughs) I think it's a very important question to ask considering where we've been for the last year. Yeah, I thought you were going to say uh, was inappropriate or put me on the spot, like how old are you? But people can can uh, Google me and find out that I'm not 18 anymore. Because there you go, a lot of people, listeners who don't know. That, that's what everybody likes to write. Like she started at the age of 18, but nobody knows how much time has passed uh, since then. Oh, exactly. I'm doing, I'm doing okay. I mean, I'm super excited for the release, but I won't deny that this whole pandemic has been testing my patience and my creativity <laughs> yeah uh, so um we're hanging in there but we're super stoked for the release of the album we worked on it so hard we're so proud of it and it's uh, yeah it's getting closer yeah and talk about starting things off with a bang for the new year you know being away from the stage a lot as of late i think simone the last time you were here in dallas was 2017 if i'm correct at the gas monkey is that correct yes Yes, the yeah. gas monkey with with great catering. They have this very nice <laughs> restaurant attached to it. I I can smell I can smell the barbecue sauce as you're saying it. Yeah, we, oh my we, gosh! We eat if, all the delicious fried food with lots of barbecue sauce over there. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like that's probably the perfect description. And when I ask someone about gas monkey, you kind of just laid it right on the spot. By the way, yeah. gas monkey shut down. I don't know if you know. That's of course that's uh, terrible news for us here in Dallas, but. Um, it's no. one of the most, yeah, it's one of the most popular venues. We had Elise from Amaranth on the show and she was talking about how she loves Gas Monkey. That has such a great reputation on um, hosting artists like you yourselves. Yeah. And of course, you know, it was just uh, as of recent news. But anyway, you know, hopefully it's not, I mean, it's not taken over by anything else. I still drive by that place every once in a while. It's just kind of just like an empty courtyard, so to speak. But hopefully things will pick up sooner rather than later for that venue. Now, I know we fingers talked about, <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed, definitely. But Simone, how are you keeping up your, you know, vocals these days? Because I know, like I said, you're being away from the stage a lot as of late. Is that affecting your musicianship? Has anything changed for your routine-wise lately, if at all? Yeah, of course, uh, a lot. Uh, but today and the last couple of days, I've been singing, uh, testing out my lung capacity. And my my son was like, I wish I had a silent mother. <laughs> <laughs> he just said that a couple of minutes ago when I was singing, I was trying out some vocal techniques and I don't sing a lot like full throttle at home because it is right. loud. And, and my husband says, yeah, you have a large organ, he calls it, uh, as in uh, <laughs> my vocal cords and lung capacity. But I told him, you knew that when you married me, so don't, so you don't say anything. 
Uh, you didn't get to say that now. Like we're in a pandemic, so you're gonna be hearing a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like the like the shows. I miss it a lot, and I miss the the singing and the like being on stage, the movement. I've been working out a lot before we like locked down everything. I'm more of a gym person, not train at home person, and that was kind of a how do you say? Um, I can't find the word in English now. Um, Refreshing. No something to keep me occupied or try to channel that energy that I have. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I see what you're saying. Nothing compares to being on stage. And um, yeah, I, I actually love singing. It makes me happy. It's like channeling a kind of energy. And it's, yeah, it's very good. You can let your soul fly, so to speak. <laughs> speak and I miss yeah. it. So. Yeah, you know, speaking of making your soul fly, I mean, Epica formed in 2003, you know, somewhere around that time. And But Simone, you've been at this for nearly two decades, whether it's with Epica or Countermove or Mayan or Camelot. I could add a list of bands that you've actually been a part of. But now that we're, you were mentioning it, how is the touring life for you personally? Because you've done some extensive touring throughout your career, whether it's at Summer Breeze, Vakken, Heaven and Hell, Pink Pop. That list goes on as well. And now we're all kind of just taking like an obscure step back. And does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life because we're talking culture the bands even the food there's just so many things to pick apart about the touring life what makes it amazing what was your favorite part about it now that we are where we are um well i mean we had the little sabbatical break from touring which was nice and necessary because epic has been a very uh, like a very high touring band so to say and um but i the part that i like the most about being in a band is being on stage yeah. so um i love to travel i love to see the world i'm not really a studio musician i like the variety of being somewhere else every day and of course the the shows themselves meeting the fans seeing the faces of the people that listen to our music and like you say the food as well i love to cook and bake but i'm feeling like a rock musician trapped in a housewife's body at the moment and <laughs> i'm gonna break <laughs> loose any day now um that was always a luxury that i totally appreciated all the time knowing that somebody else is cooking for me and i love food and trying out different things. I don't like getting food poisoning. I have my fair share of experience with that as well. Same. Uh, but I also have a family I have to take care of all the time. And that being on tour would be like a little break. It would feel like a holiday almost. Like, oh, I don't have to clean. I don't have to shop. Uh, but then after a couple of weeks, like, oh, I want my own bed again. It's always <laughs> it's always the same story. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned this throughout that, uh, that entire uh you know, what you just described, like what you've been going through throughout your career. You also have the Smoon Style blog where you write about fashion, makeup, food and experiences you've had as a member of Epica. You know, mm -hmm. has that also helped you get through this strange time we're all in? Have you been busy with that, I suppose? Yeah, I mean, I have I don't have enough hours in a day to do everything that I love. I have such a big passion for many things and not enough time so and on top of that i'm also a mother uh, a wife a housewife <laughs> yeah a kitchen princess i do it all and sometimes i feel frustrated that i can't do it all i mean i would like to have more time in a day but 
that's probably the restless artist syndrome like always wanting to create something if you haven't created something i feel i feel out of balance yeah and speaking of creating i know we talked about everything from head to toe i promise we'll get to omega right now you know the eighth album comes out february 26 2021 it's your first album in five years now when i heard it symphonic metal this is as good as as it gets through and through from abyss of time to seal of solomon to freedom to rivers to the um ending opus at the end the omega sovereign of the sun spheres now i wanted to ask because you were also able to remote record the vocals from bader studios in europe because of the COVID situation correct yes correct mm -hmm. yeah and you guys did release some amazing footage of vlogs throughout that songwriting process so how much did things change if any from when you first started composing on this album to where you ended up finishing it. Did a lot change in between? Did nothing change in between? Was there already a specific sound you knew you wanted with Omega? Uh, yeah, I mean, sound-wise, um, we already kind of set the course after um, the holographic principle with, with each record that we released, we like to, to analyze. Uh, and, you know, of course, you... you you evolve and you learn from, from all of your experiences and with each new record that we bring out after we have, we all reflect on like, oh, what did we like? What can we improve? And the music that we um, create is also a reflection of what's going on in the world and in our own personal lives. So some of it you can plan, but until you get together and you lay all the songs on the table, you don't know how it's going to sound like. But um, with five composers, we also have a very diverse uh, sound and also a luxury position that we can choose from quite a wide array of, of songs. And yeah, we, we never feel uninspired. We're all very active and um, motivated people and always want to get the best possible result out of ourselves and um, as a band as well and i heard that throughout the entire album omega and this was also produced by used vandenbroek am i'm saying that name right at uh yeah you're close yeah yeah <laughs> oh, no, go, ahead, go ahead and say it how do i say it <laughs> It's called Yoast, but everybody, Yoast. Uh, everybody, uh, English speaking, they call them juice. So we call them juicy. <laughs> okay. Juicy. <laughs> so juicy. <laughs> I'm going to go and say that, you know, it was recorded, uh, produced by him <laughs> at Stan Lane recording facilities in the Netherlands. And I know it's probably weird hearing me say his name like that. You know, you know, he Juicy's known for his work with Arion, Powerwolf, Xandria, of course, Vera, of course, that involves Annika Van Giersberg, and you're giggling the whole way through, it's making you laugh. Yeah, maybe, let, let's, let's I correct you, and let's continue with Joost, but he has a sense of humor. Let's do Joost. He he's also probably proud of his, his very Dutch name. Yeah, was there, a, a, speaking of which, you know, um, I know he's, a, he's also a Dutch musician as well, producer. Uh, for Joost, was there a sense of comfortability for you in the studio for you, Simone, knowing that he was there with you working on the album? uh yeah of course um uh, i've i've worked at different studios uh in my life and i mean i'm a professional uh singer i can you know um perform at the click or uh, how do you say at the blink of an eye i'll just sing but the thing is that yos knows the songs and uh, the studio where we recorded they they don't know 
the song so they can't listen to the recording in a way that Joost would, knowing the songs. And um, so, yeah, I'm happy for modern day technology that it was almost as if we were in the same room. I had him on my headphones and um, I could see him on the iPad. I mean, he was always looking at my double chin because he was laying on the table. Uh, but yeah, it, it worked out. It worked out perfectly. And uh, I would pack my lunch in the morning, go to work and go back in the afternoon. That was a first for me as well. Another first for you guys is Group of 13, in which you guys did shoot the Abyss of Time video on. And Simone, you said shooting videos is one of my favorite parts of creating the visual side to our music. And you guys flew all the way to Poland to work with Group of 13, and they're known for their work with Amaranth, Behemoth, and Except, who we'd, we've had on this show. And they've had nothing but great things to say about Group of 13. You know, what was that experience like bringing in outside professionals in their respective fields into your world of making music? Did it make the process easier knowing that they were present, helping you make this abyss of time song come to life? Yeah, we um, we went to record with Grupa in July. Uh, okay. We were we were all making a list of of like companies we wanted to work with, um, and Grupa Thirteen was the winner, so to say. And we had to wait to film with them because of the pandemic. We had to reschedule or wait to plan everything when it was safe to go. So in July, uh, we were, we did the photo shoot, the promo photo shoot and the video shoot in Poland. It was all done within a week. And um, it was funny because afterwards, Elise was then saying to me, she's going to Poland to film. And I told her, yeah, I've, I've been to Poland too. <laughs> I think <laughs> we work with the same people. Uh, and uh, But it's great because even though it's the same team, the videos are very different. And uh, it was great to work with them. They're very professional. They're very Polish, so they don't speak too much English and are very serious. <laughs> I, I was making funny dances in between the takes, and he was like, no, you stay serious. You don't do funny moves. And I am kind of goofy. <laughs> so I was like, okay, okay. Because, you know, everything is planned, scheduled very tightly, and there not, was not enough room to goof around. But when hey, I'm on hey. set, that's mostly the case. And that's totally okay. That shows just a part of your persona, the impact that you had on Epica and all the fans, of course. I think that's pretty amazing. I don't know if we had, are you going to be able to share like B-side footage of that, of just behind the scenes? Of, no, uh, I, I don't know. They, they, do, they didn't record me when I was doing that. But we have we have the blog. Yeah. I, I also still have some material that I filmed. Maybe there will be some some more behind the scenes coming out. I also released something from a photo shoot. I... I filmed and took photos as well, besides from our uh, videographer that makes all the, the videos. I I do some behind the scenes as well. And I, like you said, it's one of my favorite things to do besides singing is the video and photo shoot, the creative process. And uh, I work as a photographer as well. So I'm very interested and in always in all the gear and try to learn also while I am working. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I have a great time always. So yeah, it feels like uh, as everything that you're telling me, it sounds like you tap into a different dimension of Simone that you're not able to reach when you're on stage. Like just when you're away from stage, you get to do all these things that allow you to just kind of get the whole experience and as a whole, you know, just round it out. 
do you see Omega as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life? Yeah, definitely. Some some songs are uh, are almost like a photograph. You know, they they freeze the moment in time, or they freeze the emotions you have, and uh, yeah, you kind of immortalize them through the music. And um, yeah, artists are like a, a mirror of society, and but also a mirror of mankind, I guess. Uh, and of ourselves so and through our art we can channel that and it's a little bit like therapy as well i think yeah you know reading your lyrics is kind of like therapy for me as i'm like reading it and i've been following you guys for you know since you guys have first came onto the elm and making such a positive impact in the metal community now simone we talked about like i said a, a lot of things from head to toe right now but before we finish off the interview i'm gonna do something fun um i do this for a lot of my artists i actually did this with the lees what i'm gonna do this is the last part of the interview, unfortunately, but it's the fun part. I'm gonna put you on the. I'm gonna put you on the hot seat. Hot seat. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna see if you know the lyrics to your own songs. Are you up for that challenge? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You didn't hesitate, so that's good. I don't worry. I didn't pick out just a whole bunch of songs. I handpicked a few, uh, dating back, you know, from throughout your entire discography. I promise I'm going to start you off easy, but I, th I think you got this. It sounds like in your voice, you're just like, yeah, I got this. Elise had no idea. Elise, like, you know, she first was like, oh, I don't know. But she got she got a lot of the songs. It's actually pretty good. You ready? Yeah. Do I have to sing the tell you the lyrics or tell you the song? Oh, no. I'm going to read the lyrics. You name the song. Ah, ah okay. I thought I was going to have to finish <laughs> singing the song. And Okay. Yes, you can. Yes. All right. Here we go. Let's try this out. All right. We can try to cover up our flaws, and time will have to deal with its cause, our damnation. Clear your chaos and the agony, restore your balance, and you'll be free. That's uh, Abyss of Time. No. That <laughs> uh, no, that's Mar uh, ah, There we go. See? Uh, freedom. That's freedom. Yeah, yeah free on the walls with them. All right. Almost got you there. Okay. But, All right. But you got you to sing the melody. That's, oh, I can't sing you, though. You sound like a you sound like a robot. It's like eh, we don't sound like. <laughs> but, but see, look, when I read it, it it it's kind of a it it describes the feeling of the song. Like when you read it, it's a different impact as opposed to singing it. So it's a very important perspective. I can't sing, Simone. So if, if you want me to sing, I can sing it with you. That's but we'll, we'll figure no, that but out I along have, the way. I have to let the lyrics go through my head like a projector and then put uh -huh. the melody to it. It's like. Uh, I know the what, what melody is. Yeah, okay. So I, I already failed big time the first time. No, yeah, that no, you got it. You got it. You got you got you got it. That's a freedom. That's freedom. Okay, so moving on. I'm not going in order, by the way. Here we go. <laughs> Am I the only one who sees the troubled lines? Reading elusive <laughs> writings. Unchained <laughs> Utopia. Yep, there you go. Quantum Enigma, 2014. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I didn't even get to finish reading the whole verse. That was good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> try to unlearn all that you've learned. Sounds like Yoda there. Uh, try to, to listen to. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. What's that? Listen to your heart. Yep, got the we melody. All the things on all. Oh, must be a piece. Uh, Consent oblivion. Yep, a new age dawns number three. That's the last song on that record, 2005. That's a great record. Okay, moving on. You're doing good so far. 
Um, if anything, I'm making you rethink your set list when you guys go back on stage here in the States. Anyway, <laughs> here we go. Just think it over now. Another point of view. It's time we realize our errors. Just just think it over now. It's from a requiem from the indifferent. Uh-huh. Uh, I need a, I need a minute. Just think it over I, no, I I know the, no? the the parts, but it is from Requiem of the Indifference. Monopoly, um, ah. Monopoly on truth, yeah. Yeah, but it is okay. from that record, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It is. Yeah. You got that part. I'll give you half a point. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna. I don't know what we're gonna do with half points, but we'll figure it out. Okay. Always wanting what your eyes can't see, needing what Always your arms. Thinking you are me. Never enough. Yep. No. Divine cons yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Divine Conspiracy, 2007. I can't believe it. I remember that. I remember when that record came out. I can't believe we're 14 years removed from that. That's insane. All right, <laughs> we got a couple more. If we could see ourselves, the mirror would reflect insanity. If we could see ourselves, wow. Beyond, no, uh, insanity. Instead, we can't be on. No, it's not beyond belief. It's. Uh, do you De remember the construct deconstruct yeah design your universe 2009 yeah. wow yeah okay all right this one i'm going way back but i i think you got this i'm not even worried about it all right um i'm trying to think of which one should i read all that remains is an obsolete illusion we are afraid of all the things that could not be no but that is isn't that consigned to oblivion? No. That's the the next line. The next line that I was going to read is the title. Oh. We are afraid uh, of all the things that could not be. We are all afraid of things that could not be. Uh oh, I think I got you here. <laughs> no, to me it sounded like. Uh... Think, think. Uh, I'm probably giving it away. Two thousand three. We are all afraid. Uh, sensorium? No, is it grunts or is mm -hmm. it vocals? It's it's uh it's the title track. <laughs> I think we give it away. No, I don't know. A phantom agony. <laughs> ah, a phantom. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. See, there we go. That again. That shows how how impressive your whole catalog is because it goes all the way back almost twenty years ago. I can't even believe I'm even saying that. Uh, but yeah, some of the Phantom Agony title track. That was the next line of Phantom Agony. Okay, this is the last one. Live in this moment like there is no past. Uh, yeah, uh, Beyond the Matrix. Yeah, I was like, should I even read the rest? <laughs> <laughs> the Holographic Principle of 2016. <laughs> but uh, I just, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day for, to do this again. Um, I'm glad you guys are putting out music. We need it. You know, that's a good way to start off the new year. Do you have like any last shout outs, anything you want to plug, anything you want to share to the fans who are listening about Epica going forward? I don't know. When is this going online? This will go. Well, we got some time. I, I'd say in February. So if you want to. Uh, okay. And then otherwise I would say some new music is coming soon, but it will be out already <laughs> then. 
just said I love love all our friends and I hope the gas monkey will reopen when we come back to the States and that Trump will be uh, out of office real soon. <laughs> yes and yes to that. I think we're going to be on the on the good side of things on, as far as that is concerned. And hopefully, hopefully when you do come to Dallas, we can do this interview in person with you or Mark or Isaac, whoever wants to do it. Obviously, I miss doing these in person. I'm sure you do too. Um, Gas Monkey will hopefully open up, fingers crossed. But Simone, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Everyone is listening. This is Simone Simons from Epica. The new album Omega comes out February 26th on Nuclear Blast Records. If you can, please purchase the record. Please purchase the merch. The bands can't do it without your help. That is easier said than done, but it's very true. Um, again, Simone, thank you again. Please be safe out there. I uh, look forward to the day you come to Texas and need some barbecue here at Gas Monkey, and we will get things going sooner than later. All right. You take care as well. Thank you so much. Stay in touch. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.com.